In order for shame to be rendered powerless in our lives, we must be witnessed. We must be seen. Your gifting is going to seem like things that are just very obvious. They're going to seem like, well, everybody can be this welcoming, but everybody can see that moment where I just saw it. are going to feel like anybody could do it. And that's what makes it your gifting. Watch how people avoid the face of somebody in need or asking who makes you uncomfortable. Every one of those faces reveal God. We have to remember our past and recount the things that God has done for us. And then that gives us faith to keep going to where he wants us to be. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sons podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Blaine. You really just milking that pause, huh? I've heard the pauses add gravitas, right? I think they do, but not just anywhere. That's true, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, and here in the studio with us, we have Luke's. <laughs> hey, Luke, thanks for being here. It's great to be here. I'm Luke Eldridge. And I'm Luke Tilden. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't going to be confusing at all for the rest of the Not episode. at all. You know when you're yeah. at the grocery store and you're like, is there anything I need? And you remember, ah, a pair of Lukes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Picked up two Lukes. <laughs> Back in what feels like forever ago, we were creating volume five of the magazine. And a big piece of what we want in our lives and our rhythm is adventure. But it felt like it was particularly hard last year. Mm. It felt like in the setting of COVID and lockdown and restrictions that going and doing just about anything active Mm. for some people, it worked really well. Like there was a conversation about like the COVID body, but mine was actually going the other direction. Yeah, the COVID thirty. The co- yeah, right. Like the for freshman other people, 15, the loss 15, of thirty pounds. Oh, the gain. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, oh, the gain. Yeah, Got very it. much so. Um, and then summer comes, and I need adventure. I need to like mm. go do something. And right. Tilden, you reached out to me, right? And you asked if there were difficult passes to ride. Do you remember what that exchange was like? Like how this endeavor began? Totally. Yeah, for me, it was. April rolled around, quarantine was in strict lockdown, life was awful right at that moment. June rolls in, then it's like, I need something to get me out of the city, to get in the high country, to get out of what has been this cell of a life. And so I'd heard of guys who were doing high mountain ride passes up Mm. to 10, 11, 12,000 feet. And my summer plans had been washed out, right? Like all of ours to some degree. And so I was like, Sam, what could I do that would be something of riding a pass, a single pass, yeah, and Let it was alone something three or four. You were going to train for it, right? Right, like it over was, like okay. a three or four month period, yeah. build up for it. Because for us here in Colorado, I-70 is like the causeway to the mountains. And right. eventually you're going to drive over Vail Pass and you're going to look at the bike lane. Like there's this bike path running up what feels like a, a stupid incline. And actually one time I was driving up it with the minivan and the kids in the back and I looked over and there was a guy with a kiddie stroller. Like oh he was gosh. pulling on his bike, oh. his children up the pass. No. And I, I just, I just looked around my minivan you and thought felt, felt I could strong. do that. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be me in two I days felt time. powerful. <laughs> and then, Sam, I'm assuming this phone call with a sort of sailor slant in his voice said, well, there is the copper triangle. <laughs> a sailor or a pirate? Yeah, 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 yeah either yeah. one. Uh, pirates matter. are sailors. <laughs> yeah, 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 but not all sailors are pirates. Anyway, I'd had a lot of rum that morning. It was quarantine. It's warranted. <laughs> For the, 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 the 30th. That's right. <laughs> and in my piratey accent, 
I said, there's the copper triangle. Totally. To which you said, that sounds really easy and doable. Thank you for something that's like a low bar. And to be clear, you said, want to do it in seven, eight days from that conversation? And I was like, eh, I'm not really signing up for that. But we did. <laughs> <laughs> it went. <laughs> what is the copper triangle? What makes it hard? The copper triangle is a bike loop in the high country of the Rockies that ascends and descends three passes, uh, beginning with riding out of copper, thus the copper triangle, and returning back to copper. First, um, we rode towards Leadville. What was that first pass? Fremont. Fremont? Fremont, I think it was. Yeah. Because Tennessee is the next one. Correct. Yeah, and then Tennessee, and then finishing with First, we got some tacos yeah. in uh, Mintern. Yeah. And a beer. Don't forget the beer. Oh, yes. Our that legs needed glorious. something. Yes. Yeah. And then finishing going up Vail Pass. Yeah. Though I have to say that when you just say three passes, you leave out Battle Mountain. Thank oh, yeah. you. I was going to bring that up in a second. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is really the fourth pass. It just doesn't <laughs> count, even though the elevation gain is the same as Tennessee Pass. Yeah. I think it's actually higher. Yeah. It's definitely worse. Yeah. So it's like four passes. <laughs> right. We didn't see a lot of other bikers out there Mm-mm. because it was COVID, right? Like, normally there's, like, a, a huge event that goes on, mm-hmm. and there's, like, support. So you look up this course. We did see two other cyclists that day, though, in case you didn't remember. And they looked to be about 107 as they passed us going Going up the pass, yes. <laughs> just oh just in gosh. case you forgot. No, like, I blocked that out. Okay, good. Uh, well, I want to take you back to there. Thank you for that. I had a pain tunnel vision. <laughs> I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. Well, something for me on that ride, like, I just want to go back into that moment of what was it like to say yes to something inconvenient, but that you know on some level is really good for you? And actually, how did you even get there? Yeah, so um, I wasn't strictly invited. Um, Sort of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I invited myself. Well, I think it was because Sam didn't believe that anyone would want to do this. And therefore, <laughs> didn't invite me. Um, yeah. So I'm hanging out with Sam, and he's telling me about this crazy ride that he's going to do with Luke. And I ask, can I come? Mm. I think for me, it was almost a little bit of desperation. in yeah. um, Sam talking about, okay, we're undertaking something that's going to test us that we're not entirely sure what we're going to do. It's going to be in the mountains. It's going to be beauty. It's going to be really hard. Um, and there was something in me that was like, please, let me come. I need that. Totally. Did you still feel that way halfway up the first pass? I stopped feeling that way on the drive. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. right there too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. We're eating. Uh, You're already dipping what? into the snacks. The for snacks. The ride. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know. Driving is tough work. You, know, you need some uh, gummy worms. Yeah. I get hungrier and I wake up early. Anyone else have that? Yeah. Oh, and there's like the pre-big endeavor jitters. Oh, the like, anxiety? Which oh. I, I actually miss. I know that's weird. But you know what it's like the morning of a try or the oh day before a try where you're like, yeah. nothing, I can't think about anything else. Nothing else matters. Right. I'm yeah. just, I mean, the world is getting smaller. And I actually love that. Like That's why yeah, I huh. think I, I want these things. I want to go back to them. Mm-hmm. And I also fight them away every time because it's like, I don't want to get up early and go climb yeah. a mountain in the middle of winter. That sounds mm-hmm. terrible. I don't want to go suffer up some hills and like it well and truly was some good suffering like uh my knee in the killing mine shoot 
started feeling a tendonitis for the first time in my life, like mm. couldn't walk. Yeah. Um, and since then I realized that like, as long as I'm consistent, I can take care of my body. Well, I was not exactly consistent at all last year. It was mm. like couch, 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 bike ride up these passes. Woohoo. So by the time we were going up Vail Pass, like I was hurting. It mm. would stop like right. four times, kept dunking our heads in water. And this was where we saw other cyclists who were also passing us, namely um, a young woman yes, with her go there. AirPods in having a phone call. Yeah, like a phone call. Ripping up. I'm assuming, I didn't look like an e-bike, but it, it felt like an e-bike. It, she had, to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it <laughs> had to be. Just having some conversation with a friend. I'm like, I am laid out under some aspen trees and here goes Cindy, like not even breaking a sweat. Like it was just... It, it was accurate. Like it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I also just have to say that by the time that we got to the beginning of Vail Pass, I had already ridden farther than I've ever ridden in my life. In, in a single ride. In a single mm, ride. Yes, right. Let alone Before the elevation involved in getting to Vail that Pass. point. Yeah. Right. People drive out to just do Vail Pass. Right, with right. their kids in tow. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I have, have to say calls. about that early morning before an adventure, like my favorite sound in the world is the sound a car door makes Ooh. really, really early in the morning. In the summer. Wait, hang on. Make the sound. Yeah. <laughs> As if I could. <laughs> it's too sacred it's, to It's like the, the muffled opening and shutting of doors. Of doors. And sound travels differently super early in the morning because it's so quiet. Yes, totally. Yeah. This is brilliantly described in Charlotte's Web, which I just read to Ailish. Oh, yeah. I'm reading that the too. Pre-dawn is this like something you read to four-year-olds? The, the car is whispering along the highway. Well, it's time to kind of widen... Uh, her understanding of death. So we read Charlotte's Web. <laughs> for perfect. That's not why I'm reading it. But <laughs> I want to know what your adventure holding patterns are like if going and riding giant mountain passes is something that you would say yes to. Because that's a pretty high bar. It's not, you know, I, there's a certain threshold that someone's like, do you want to come on a run? Eh, maybe. And then, do you want to come on this backpacking trip? Ah, uh, maybe. And then, you know, I, I'm thinking of the person. I bet you guys could guess who it is. Who will invite me? Like, I'm going to go bike the entire mosquito range in a day. And I'll be like, no, I'm not going to come do that. I'll hurt myself. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Copper Triangle is right there. So what are your holding patterns? I mean, Tildy, what your do you style. Mean by holding patterns? Like, what do you, when you, at the time of going to do this bike ride, what does, it, what does adventure look like? In the dailies, if it looks like anything. Starting with utility because, you know, you've nailed the style that I would describe as, I have something to do after this. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah, that a compliment yeah. or a subtle dick? It's, I'm not quite sure. It's it depends on your answer. What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> I was because you've nailed that, that style, moment. what's your holding pattern? What's your, like, basis? Uh, People are like, oh, cool, you can go ride tens of thousands of feet in a day, whatever. But surely every day you must be one of those YouTube people. Oh, gosh. The opposite. I mean, I feel like in the normal, in that quarantine era, if I got a mile run in or a three to four mile bike ride in, that was doing pretty good. Just trying to fight to get some time outdoors. Movement was really good too for that season. So it, the bar was very low in terms of, I was just trying to get something in every day, whether it was just in the micro pieces and the macro of trying to prep for that level of that kind of step wasn't even on the radar screen. So it was pretty, it was a big jump to put it lightly. Yeah, I actually find myself 
saying no to a lot of like the smaller invites. And I don't know mm. why. Like, I don't know what the the tipping point is for me. But if it's a text of like, hey, you want to go for a bike ride this afternoon? I'm like, no, mm. no, I I can't fit in last minute this thing that I know I'd actually feel a lot better if I did. But if it's, hey, you want to go do something insane in a week and it's the summer, that for some reason, I don't know why, like it's, I don't want to go mountain bike the whole mosquito range because that sounds like I would die and they'd send search and rescue for me. But there's a disconnect, right? There's like a, I know I need certain things for health, but if they're too small, they're almost not worth doing. Mm. And Blaine, I almost want you to answer your question of like, you've got a road bike and you have, that road bike has a story to it and it's on the garage wall and that has a story to it as well. And like, why weren't you uh, doing the copper triangle? Well, I wasn't invited either. (laughs) (laughs) I was not doing the copper triangle because you and I weren't talking back then. Oh, really? That's why? It was back at that stage. (laughs) Was it really? Which people know about. Um, (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. I thought that was before that, but okay. Uh, It was right in the middle. Mm. Although I submit that this was at least partially my idea. No, it totally was your idea. (laughs) Do you remember my reaction to it? It was not positive. No. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> not surprised. Did, you know what you need to go is it. go do something insane. I was like, you know, you need to do something insane. You upped it. <laughs> you upped it though, because I reckon I thought uh, on various occasions for various adventures, I've driven, you know, Leadville, Copper, Breckenridge, mm. back around to Buena Vista, enough times to go, whoa, that'd be a heck of a bike loop, except that the portion of highway. Oh no! Yeah, Between Buena Vista mm. and Leadville is like mm. is is one that you don't totally want. The people do all the time, right. but I look at that and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, it has a shoulder that is like a beetle can't walk across <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so well said. It's uh, like you can just think of other ways to potentially die. It'd be like so. We thought that the bikes could just go right here in the middle where the sixty mile an hour cars are going. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Um, so, but you kind of upped it. You got to finish reading Charlotte's Web first so she can uh, process it. <laughs> oh. I'm resisting the digression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. And, you know, my large-scale thing is plagued with leg adventures. Leg adventures, leg injuries. Mm-hmm. And in, an injury is a kind of adventure. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> it's the very opposite. <laughs> adventures in <laughs> medical America. So, you know, hamstring avulsion. That becomes this long thing. And then, which just means, well, what it actually means is kind of like muscle tearing away from the bone. But what it's meant for me is that I have to climb the ladder very, very, very slowly. Mm. Because if I jump too far, Mm. I'll lose weeks or months or I lost a year when the Mm -hmm. injury happened. So my road bike has just hung out as a decoration. At this time, while you guys were doing this, I was doing that mountain bike thing. Oh, okay. Um, the Mosquito Rage? No, I was not doing the Mosquito Rage. The same person. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for never listening to this podcast. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Justin, our ultra runner at the time, was doing this challenge where he was going to run 100,000 vertical feet in like, a, I don't remember, a two or three month period. Mm. And... I saw that there was a bike version, and I'm like, I can't do that. And then I saw that there was a team version, and I was like, 
Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that might be Break viable. Break it into small enough pieces. Exactly, right? yes. yes. I broke it into small enough pieces, which were called having Josh ride most of it and yeah. just drafting. <laughs> and so, it's a good setup. I think he did like 160,000 feet. So oh. <clears throat> I could kind of do whatever. And our team, I was like third to last <laughs> of oh the finishers. <laughs> Um, yeah, just listening to this story, I feel like it's harder to say yes to adventures when there's people around you doing things that are a hundred times harder than anything you could possibly do. Yeah, right. The right. comparison really the doesn't comparison. help. Right. Exactly. This is why I don't like working out when other people are around because, you know, you'll, I'll injure myself when people see my weight lifting. I'll be like, well, maybe I'll go a little further, lick a little cooler. <laughs> and then be like, oh, my shoulder. Oh, rookie mistake. Ooh. I'm going to put this down and go stretch in front of the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comparison, though, like, Luke, that is a huge piece, right? As we're coming up to another mm. summer and it does feel like in adventure, there's comparison. There's your self-assessment and your identity. There's the coulda, shoulda, like, rhythms in there as well. And then there's the goodness of actual joy and mm. actually wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so as you guys are thinking forward, are there things that you're looking forward to or needing to battle or has adventure once again, like drifted to this uh, place that it seems to? Yeah, I feel like it's so much easier for me to say yes to adventures if someone else has planned it. And I'm like being invited into it. Mm. It feels like there's less hurdles to get over, less time spent dreaming, less time spent planning. And I can kind of just get on board during the exciting phase. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about this summer, there's that kind of like blank slateness that's like my first challenge to get over. Totally. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Tilden? Yeah, or I go with that when I consider adventure coming up. I think I think of, do I need risk and do I need to push myself into some actual things that really will challenge me? Or on the other hand, do I need an adventure that's going to be restorative? That's going to be beauty. That's going to be seeing wildflowers in the summer and just taking it in, not for the sake of checking off the list, right? But just being out in that context. So I think it depends a bit on what season you're in. And for me, it's, I think I need the beauty in this mm -hmm. moment coming up to kind of restore from what 2020 was, right? And to have some of that come back in. But there's always that edge of I need to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, and, to find the life there. And we were just talking about, oh man, have you checked if there's slots for the half Iron Man right. open this right. morning? Right. So, yes to beauty and rhythm in the dailies. And there's always the end. That's the just out there. And, <laughs> and, oh. and that's where Anson's comes from. You guys know where else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, take me back in the Copper Triangle, like, or into your elevation climbing. Um, like, where? what's the moment where you are well and truly mad that somebody else made you do this? Oh, I e think it was the drive yes. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the parking lot. I was like, early. Sam, why are we here right now oh, in this that's moment? Just, that's just dread. That's not, that's different. It was the pre-entry dread of, why am I up this early? But that, that was there for sure on the drive out. But I'm curious, Luke, where you went with that. Oh, man. I feel like... You know, we unpack the car and it's so cold. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And putting on layers and then trying to think about weight. 
Um, and I was so mad at you guys for packing these really heavy backpacks. Um, I wanted to bring like nothing um, so that we'd be as light as possible. <laughs> um, yes. We were definitely not. Um, well, we you, needed to bring a drone. And so. a camera. There is that, <laughs> yes. Some gear was required. But other gear was not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at me right looking now. At yes. Luke. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I don't remember. Did he bring a pillow oh, or something? I had the book bag that? with everything we might need, you know, in oh. a large backpack, right. which wasn't the, really the good. The wicker picnic basket. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. The picnic blanket. Portable DVD player. Correct. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Solar shower. <laughs> I, le- I learned a lot on this ride. We'll just say that. <laughs> I do remember, though, we had two backpacks because we did have mm-hmm. this drone and a camera and are trying to like get these shots and stop and right. set up and ride something again um but it sucked to have something in your lower back just like rubbing back and forth mm. and digging in and yeah i think where the hate came in oh wow we're going there the, the oh, wow. no, no, no 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 you um, asked when, <laughs> like you start that you hated that someone made you do I this resenting, but okay. okay whatever <laughs> um was when the heat came. Oh, though. like the one or two p.m. Yes. Yeah. Timeline. So like yes. we've done two passes. We've right. done Battle Mountain. Right. We have some tacos in our stomach that we right. got in Minturn. Right. And then the temperature just soared. Like 15, 20 degrees. It yeah. felt like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it just felt like every pedal stroke became twice as hard. Yes. Right. And we just couldn't get enough water. Right. 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 And there were those guys, they were, the city was irrigating, like, some yeah. of the side. Oh, and yeah. As I was biking up, I, like, yelled at him and put my arms straight in the air. And so they took their mister and just hosed us down. Oh, that was so that was, yeah. that was awesome. Yes. That but was then perfect. I was convinced that it was actually, like, fertilizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do this, please. They sprayed us with weed killer. <laughs> <laughs> A sinister turn to the story. <laughs> because because they would do that. They would be like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Here it is. Miracle they just ground. round up oh, all over gosh. your face. A lot no. of motorists consider cyclists to be a weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put back in our place. This is a great adventure thing to call attention to, though, because you can be thrown off if you don't know beforehand that when you get into the dark physical place, mm. it's going Ooh, yeah. to access... All of the lower parts, not just like the base parts of your nature, but it's going to just find the nice little room where like your grief and self-hatred is stored, the rejection you've experienced from people, uh, just how hard the season has been. The abandonment by God. The abandonment by God. This bears out on every level of humanity where it's like, no, listen, when you hit that place, you wonder why on the middle of long races, Sometimes mm. people just start crying. Mm, totally. And it's not only because it hurts their bodies. It's because it puts your body into a state where you feel all of the unaddressed or addressed pain. And if you understand that that's coming, you can kind of like ha- put, have a house for it and be like, this mm. is okay. But I remember on right. Killing Lions, one of the riders did not know this was coming. And... Mm. At the end of the first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Trev. <laughs> oh, you're never yeah, nameless anymore. <laughs> uh, who did it? He powered through yes. and just went. And I, he was like, man, what a day. And I, I poked the balloon a little bit by going like, yeah. Isn't it amazing the dark parts of your nature and the relief that he showed when someone else named it? He went, Yes. 
I just really hated you guys today. <laughs> I'm like, I know, bro. Like, yeah. when you're on a hard bike ride and the other guy is suffering a little bit less than you, oh, it's, you it's, like, it it's like, it's like I'm okay, oh. right? Or, or has a better poker face. You're like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. This guy's a bad person. <laughs> and actually, I've never liked him. He should care about how much this hurts right now. He should have mm. been there when, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. We actually had a GoPro running on Trevor from the handlebars up. like, mm. And he just started talking to it. And I honestly wish that we could find this file and air some of it now because it, he went, he just went there, like full honesty. That's of, amazing. Like, I am... I hate this. I hate these guys. Oh, I hate hey, this GoPro, moment. my only friend. Yes. I hate it out here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Turns out that the pain cave is also the cave of frozen memories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that you did not want to go back into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the painful cave. I no, literally have good. to tell myself on really hard rides or other experiences. I'm like, what is my mantra of self-soothing mm-hmm. when I get there and just have to be like, it's okay, Blade. It's okay. You can feel it. Don't be scared. It's honestly yeah. really good. Yeah, because the other side of that coin is that it's amazingly cathartic. Mm. You know, allowing yourself to go there and feel it. Yes. It is. It's, and the culture on adventure doesn't really talk about that, right? Like the culture, look up any video and it's mostly that like machismo. Oh yeah, right. man, just loved it. Love yep. being out here. Man. And if you're not like taking it up, it, it genuinely feels like it's a bunch of skier bros like that's their personality type for you to be able to do adventures well mm. and there isn't that like no it's really hard and it's really hard for everybody because everybody's mm. trying to find that line of where does this stop being easy and what do i discover there mm. and that's why i keep going back to it mm. and i've talked before about like in the middle of a triathlon on the bike segment where my heart rate's been jacked. I've been kicked in the face but from the swim. And now I'm air drying by biking through the, the Colorado countryside. I will have to repeat to myself, I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. Because there's like the pain physically starts mm-hmm. accessing the emotional like you're not strong enough. You weren't strong enough when. You won't mm-hmm. be strong enough when. And it's like, no, I love this. I love this. I love that I get to do this. Mm-hmm. This is when good old Henry Cavill was training to... Is that how you say his name? Cavill. Ha- travel. That might be oh, like the, the cavalry has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know. I genuinely <laughs> don't know. No, I genuinely know. Oh, no. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's Cavill. He says his name every morning in the mirror. <laughs> oh, I doubt that very much. <laughs> and he described the kinds of workouts he would have to do to get the super bod and being on this rowing machine and getting this point where he's just in utter blackness and like yelling at his trainer, I I can't do it. He's like, my trainer just leaned into my face and said, fight the lies. (laughs) Yep, that gets real quick. Yeah, totally. That's so intense. (laughs) (laughs) I remember moments in that pain cave coming up where it was so good to have like a beautiful landscape to look at, to Mm. take in the beauty, to be like, man, stuff is coming up, but it's also this beauty to help me be like, this is not an endless pit I'm going to fall into by going to, I can't do this. I won't make it Mm. through. There's just some beauty to help hold what was coming up in that 
six, eight hour mark into the mm -hmm. ride when it got really hard. Oh yeah. So that was helpful to have like, okay, look up, take in the scene. Don't mm -hmm. get so heads down that yeah. you lose what's around you. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the reasons why we did this. Right. It was, it was stunning. Right. At the top of every pass was just incredible beauty. Right. And for me too, it was snacks. Oh yeah. That's a good Got to keep it real. Oh yeah. Yes. You know, like yes. you're, you're climbing this <laughs> steep elevation and being like, okay, in one minute, I'm going to eat a gummy. Right. You know, and just having these That keto micro cup is rewards, right there for you. But, yes. like, yeah. but yep. like literally though. Oh, 100% and kind of like planning it out. Mm, totally. Wait, I'm sorry. Why are you eating keto cups on a... Well, to be clear, that was the ride out there. So it's kind of oh. the pre-fuel. That was our fuel. That was our fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was so going back to the pre-ride. five minutes, we get another keto cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hold it in front of your bike I as you go gotta, I got to work for it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, it did explode all over you. Though. It exploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but no, yeah, the beauty, those like mini goals in the ride itself. I've talked many times about what adventure and exercise can do with like just put the blinders on and make my world just about right. how am I feeling? How am I in this moment? How am I training myself to push through difficult things? And like, what is it in me that every time I drove that pass, I'd look and I'd like just watch the people biking it and go like someday, like I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And going to hurt mm. but i want to go and do things like that i have to remind myself that it is never it never feels as good when i'm doing it without some aggressive mindfulness but that's okay mm. right it's like it will hurt if i remember some of the basics like be a nerd about things that make your body feel better <laughs> Be a nerd about how to do adventure and it will go better for you. Like you say when the heat comes where it's like, well, we know that when it gets hot, your heart rate is additionally raised right. five to 10% above mm. what it would be. That makes exhaustion come on faster. Also, high heart rate is part of what sends your brain into distress mode because it's part of a trauma response. Mm. And so your brain can read it as... We're being chased by a bear. That's the only reason we would be going up this pass this fast. <laughs> uh, and, which wasn't very fast. <laughs> right. For us, it wasn't. <laughs> and then, and so, so you're going to have to pick it up if you're going to well, that bear. Your brain <laughs> is like, prepare to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. And you're like, you know, so aggressively keeping your body temperature cooler and stopping more often to dunk yourself in water. These are good things. Snacking is a good thing. And then going uh, how ultra athletes always say the present tense is your friend, but it's the elusive thing. I remember I used to ride with this guy, Corey. Hi, Corey. Also has never listened to an Anza's podcast. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> he turned me on to brain training and went, as you exercise, your mind makes predictions of, if I were to do this forever, could I survive? The answer wow. is usually no. So you're, <laughs> Other than lying on the couch eating Cheetos. Right. Exactly. That could be My brain's very happy with that. <laughs> Just like when you get to a grassy slope by a creek in the summer, you're out of the sun, having a nice time throwing pebbles in, your brain goes, stay here forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't move. We, we can survive. <laughs> we feel good. Like, yeah, you can kind of like idly try to catch a fish with one hand for us to eat later. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. This sounds right. But it goes, 
listen, if we kept doing this forever, we'd die. So it's going to start feeding you a stress response to get you to stop. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yes. go. Yes. This Which is, is honestly so helpful for me to hear. <laughs> this is why I was like, your brain is lying to your you. Your brain is lying to you. It doesn't and trust you. you have to, you know, when you get into that space, the other thing also is that until you've done static distances over and over, like set distances, you don't really know for sure. So, like, your brain will relax a little bit if you're a mile athlete and it mm-hmm. knows how much it hurts and it will, yeah. let, it will give you a little more. But because that's true and you're going on a hill climb and your brain's starting to go, if we keep climbing this hill forever, which I think is the plan, mm-hmm. we'll die. Mm. So I'm going to make the legs tell the rest of the body we're falling off. Yeah. And then that will make me stop and behind the shade. So if you return to the present, the aggressive, like, mindfulness practices of adventure really, really, really help Mm. to go, like, (laughs) scan through your senses. (laughs) Do the other mindfulness things of what does it smell like? How does the sun feel on your hands? What does it sound like? Mm. And that actually kind of gets you into the state where I remember, I think it was Outside Magazine running an article years ago about a gal who had been in a car accident and her short-term memory had been affected, mm. and this turned her into an animal of an ultra runner <laughs> mm. because her body had bypassed this thing. And so she was just, like, out there running in the present tense, feeling good, and being like, well, her brain wasn't telling her, like, we've been doing this for five minutes. In one hour, you'll be dead in the sun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Instead, her brain was like, mmm, smells good. <laughs> Ooh, wildflowers. <laughs> Delete. Mm, smells good. <laughs> <laughs> repeat, <laughs> repeat. <laughs> Oh, That's wow. wild. That's honestly so helpful for me to know because right now in February, looking to the summer, training is so hard for me right now. And yes. I feel like every year I literally have to start over right. from scratch. Right. When we did the Copper Triangle, I was like in the middle of triathlon training. Um, for events that weren't happening. For the, all the events that got canceled. Uh, but it didn't matter because I had the rhythm. Right now, like... I'm having such a hard time, like, yes. getting the momentum again. Mm. And so to think about my brain being like, you have five minutes until death <laughs> is really helpful. <laughs> totally. And that's, like, for me, adventure and challenge really is this balance in the moment of, like, what's, what's a legit problem, fear, pain that I have to address? Like, what's something that could be even surfaced of like, oh, that's significant and mm-hmm. I don't want to just shove it down. I want to let it come. In one of your quotes, at the very beginning of the Copper Triangle is we get to the top of the first pass and Luke goes, man, I live in the flats and wait for the downhills. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, it's all pulled over and cry now. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's so true. <laughs> so poignant. Uh, I did, like how much we avoid any sense of pain, any sense of discomfort. I remember right. like Blaine, you, something you mentioned in a podcast a long time ago is just like in hunger. I feel hungry a little bit. I go to soothe it. I like go mm. get a snack. There isn't a delay of anything. Mm. And in that, in the moment, it's like, okay, this is okay. Oh, this just got raised. I need to be able to address it. Oh, this is my mind lying to me. Mm. I actually have more. I go for a three mile run. Mile two is really hard. I go for a five mile run. Mile four feels like mile two did on the other run. So like, mm-hmm. what? why is there this thing that gets in the way? Mm-hmm. And I love learning more and more in doing these things about where my mind kicks in, where my emotions and memories kick in, where it's my body and just mm. trying to like 
I feel like I'm trying genuinely in the least cliche way ever, but to like understand myself better by doing these things. Mm, totally. Yeah, I feel like this ride was so helpful because I found myself living in what's known and what's comfortable and staying in that that bubble of my life that just keeps things pretty safe. Mm. But this totally forced me to say a yes to step over that line by a good couple of miles, it felt like. But there was so much life in taking on a challenge that I didn't feel I was even close to being ready for. But because stepping over that actually made this moment of, I can do more than I thought I could. My body could go farther. I had the mental strength to not just hit mm. that pain cave and then stop. So something of that experiential, I can do more than I think I can. I gained from this experience on the ride that we had over yeah. the copper. And that can, I think adventure can take that and apply that to other parts of life that aren't air quote adventure, but that can be a big boost in different directions too. Totally. Yeah. I just think about like adventure being the space where you get to test yourself. Right. Um, and then an untested life is an unexamined life. And so mm. you don't, if you don't test yourself, then you don't really know where your boundaries are. Right. And when you realize that they're further than you thought they were, right. it can be such a boost. Right. They can be expanding things. boundaries, yeah. not just static. Yeah. I remember I did uh, my first solo backpacking trip ever, like two years ago. Huh. Um, and Blaine sent me a loop because I was just asking him places to go. And I think it was almost a 30-mile loop. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this in two days Woof. Uh, by myself. And previously, the farthest I've backpacked is like three miles. Um, and I remember being out there and being in that suffering um, and just feeling like, yeah, I was getting that boost of like, okay, I've done this. Now mm. I can go do more difficult things. Right, right. Totally, totally. So in view of that, what's coming up for you guys? Where, where's the boundary pushing right now? <laughs> you can say if it's nowhere. <laughs> well, no, that's what I was saying about like, literally having to start over every year yeah. like this you know it doesn't stick um and we have to like try again every season you know and i'm still in that kind of february the dark oh yeah winter of the, the doldrums soul. that we're yeah. in yeah totally well i think to your earlier point it's really hard for me to get up the gumption to to find that boundary or identify what it is when it's by myself like i love the ride that we had because it was together there was mm -hmm. that sense of camaraderie we, we have pretty different lives, but for that day, they intersected. Mm -hmm. And so we had that sense of we're in this fight together. And I could not have done it by myself. That ride would have been mm -hmm. torture oh, totally. going solo, right? So adventure being shared feels like a really key part of doing more, enjoying it more. Mm -hmm. That feels pretty key to that conversation too. Oh, totally. The camaraderie, the mutual suffering. Right. Yeah. Right. You're so much more likely to push harder further totally up just the next hill like make another bargain with yourself mm -hmm. anybody oh. else do this like you bargain your way through certain things so like i gotta stop okay but you just gotta make it to that sign right like you, you can then you can stand up in your saddle and you can go mm -hmm. a little bit and you gotta you just keep tricking myself all the way down yeah and we take turns being the first person to lead on a path yeah because there's something so helpful about like being the middle person and the last person and you're like behind someone else that's setting a pace and you can match that mm. incredibly helpful yeah I am doing nothing because I just hit my knee on a rock. And my leg was very swollen for several days. Now I can move it again. But it's February, guys. So true to, my, true to my word, I went and I sat on a bike and I sort of pedaled with one leg for a little bit. I'm not going to owe anybody a hat. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's a little bit pushed off right now and looking at like, oh, man, as soon as I 
can't train towards something, I begin to slide towards mm. despair. Mm, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yep. And so I'm trying to uh, switch it over to be like, okay, well, how much of the physical can I do other physical things? And how much of the adventure can I actually really try and go? Can I get as jazzed trying a thing that is not physical suffering? It's psychological suffering because it involves children. And like, what is, the, our lives, what is the thing that I can look forward to as a fam? Yeah. Uh, this feels like I was going to go here the whole time, but I was not. This is real spontaneity when I realized that I'm not training for anything when I asked the question and went, what I'm trying to do instead is go, what actually is a hurdle that I don't like to do? I don't like to fly with my kids hmm. because kids on planes hmm. is not my favorite thing. I did take a three-year-old to Scotland and on the flight back, literally spent 11 hours circling the two aisles of the plane with my daughter who just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. Uh, but we're going to try and fly somewhere. We're going to do it again. <laughs> Shorter flights, though. Shorter flights and looking for the thing that's like, you know what? That actually will be pushing my envelope. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, like, it just makes me want to do more. Um, I was actually telling some guys this morning, um, there's a YouTuber whose name is Bo Miles. He's Australian and go, totally go check out his stuff. He's uh, just a really interesting character. Um, and what he did, and I, I want to do it this summer, so in case anybody wants to join me, um, he did a, a, a different kind of marathon where every hour on the hour, he ran a mile and had this like task list of things he wanted to do. And it was like planting trees while on the run and making this table out of scrap lumber and playing Scrabble with his wife and like this full on list. I just watched that and I felt so energized of like, that sounds really hard and really fun and really different and just something to break me out of mm. my routine. Yep. Um, so come July when I assume hope will have come back along with the summer. Um, I would love to do things like that. Like, it just makes me want to drop in these pieces that disrupt Sam on the couch eating Cheetos where my brain is totally happy and wants me to stay there forever <laughs> and introduce these things with others that are uh, just so helpful, so orienting. And so, uh, like, they allow me into, like, different places of myself that I wouldn't get to otherwise. Totally. 